Hey everybody, Jay here from the Behind the Scenes. We have a habit of going off the rails here at CNG, and uh, today's episode is no exception. Things get very sexual in nature towards the end today. Quite a bit more, though. Uh, consider this your content warning, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. See you next time. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Crits and Grits, The Long Winter, the Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast set in the accursed realm of Georgia. Um, specifically Helen, which is why the subtitle to this series is To Helen Back. That was all Abby that came up with that, I think, and it was great. Great job, Abby. That was me, dog. That was all Gary. Great job, Gary. Good pivot. <laughs> we'll Good pivot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, uh, as always, I am your... Host and Dungeon Master Alex, with me tonight are my fa- my favorite people that are not my child. Uh, we have Jeff, and we have Gary, and we have Abby, and we have Andrew, and we have Steves. He's a doctor, and they're all going to do their own introduction. And three, two, one, go, introduce. All right, everybody, all at the same time. Well, would... Yeah. All right, so yeah. How are you doing? Uh, hey, so uh, I've been really enjoying these back. chips. <laughs> Uh, they're they're yeah. pretty um, they're like a sweet Maui onion. They're pretty nice. Um, yeah, I, I know uh, Jeff usually this, does Tamaya's facts, all, but uh, this is a Neil fact this time around, I guess. I didn't really have any like fun facts this time around, but uh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Are you gonna tell the Neil fact? I was waiting for it. Uh, okay, uh, the Neil fact uh, you already know because it's been posted in our head canon channel, but I wanted uh, Neil has actually seen anime. Anyway, so uh. He has seen anime one time. Which it was, was the it? end of Evangelion, and it was the last 20 minutes of the movie, and he hates all anime because of that now. That's fair. That so is a reasonable he will never fair. watch that's anime. Very, that's very fair. Because he thinks that's what all anime is, the last 20 minutes of the end of Evangelion. So that leads into... <laughs> Um, that would lead into my curse fact of the week is that um, he doesn't really understand what anime is. So anything with like exaggerated eyes um, that is animation, he believes is anime. Um, and his favorite is the Miraculous Ladybug one. And his kids have gotten so tired of trying to explain it to him, gave up. And You know, that's actually a Spider-Man fan fiction. Oh, I don't doubt it. What? No, it is. Like... Yeah, Marie is Spider-Man, and oh, fucking what's his oh name? Oh my Adrian god, and or something like that. The cat, cat girl from Spider-Man. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I totally see it now. I, that. Not that I've seen like the whole series or anything. But... <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. The Spider-Man fan fiction. It's like it. I remember reading that one time. Went, huh? All right. Oh my, gosh. my sister sure, loved that series. Not? I'm gonna ruin. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go check that anime out now. Kirsch will tell you it is it is a good anime. He it's thinks it's for very children. <laughs> it is for children. On Kirsch, Netflix like... and Disney Plus. <laughs> Let's see, Andrew, you've been awfully quiet this evening when we all had our game. Um, so please uh, regale us with your tales of of wonder and whimsy. Uh, there is no wonder and whimsy here. It's just normal. But I'm more quiet than normal because it's nap time over here. I wake my niece up. So that would hey. not be good. Say lovey. Okay, so let's see. We've we've had a, a Neil fact. We've had Andrew say that his niece is asleep. We've talked about Miraculous Ladybug. We've had bullshit everywhere. 
Are we forgetting anything? Oh, God, you haven't given us your notebook. I did. It was get your COVID vaccine. Um, oh, right. Anybody who tells you that the COVID vaccine changes your DNA is a stupid person. You don't have to listen to anything they ever say. Because that's not how... Not how DNA and mRNA work, baby. Yeah. Wait. So did we just confirm on this podcast that it does change your your DNA? Confirmed. Okay. So that explains the uh, recent superpowers mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. Dr. Deebs. I hate thank you. The three of you. Love <laughs> you. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's do a little bit of a recap from the last episode, which was two whole weeks ago, and. Holy moly, was it a good, fun episode that we did. So, our heroes, the amazing Grackles, they went into another world. They leveled up. They fought a zombie ogre, which was stronger than I meant to make it. That's on me. I'm sorry. Yes, you guys took it out in two whole turns, but I thought it was going to be a lot weaker than it was. That's on me. (laughs) Anyway, you guys went into another realm. There was some real fantasy bullshit. There was also a giant... Tyrann- no, Allosaurus, and he was flying, and it was great. It was great television, if it was television. You went up some me. stairs. It was. <laughs> uh, yeah. You went up some great. stairs. You went into a castle. There was gold everywhere. There was mirth and merriment, but it all turned out to be fake. As the king of this castle, who I don't think I gave his name list. Um, that's you have happened not. This episode. Uh, someone, boss, asked him about his Shardolin dragon, the siege dragon, the mighty weapon that lay behind him, smoking behind him with angry glow in his eyes. As the room turned from golden and beautiful and dancing and merriment to shriveled and old and terrifying, these these poor Durgars, these gray dwarves now shown to be husks of their former selves, except for Darnil and um, Nildar, who are a pair of guard dwarves who have been pretty cool along with the king. Uh, but we're going to jump into that, that part right there with the king. So let's see, where were we last? I liked it better that time that you said Drugar. Um, and I could just imagine that the entire That's race true. of people looked like me, but with gray skin and a beard. That made me happy. <laughs> Fine. I'm retconning it right now. They are uh Drugar, but the r is the first r of the three is when you write it out you write Drugar. it out Deeps, does it make you happy because they can grow beards yes and you know you can i'm living on my wow. beard fuck you gary don't at me <laughs> wow oh Dion. It, it, it's your own let's friend see. that will betray you the hardest so let's see with an inhuman like speed the King Durgar rushes towards Boss, extinguishing all the lights that are in his castle, all except for the few behind him. The room is no longer fantastic and golden. Instead, it is dark and fiendish feeling. It feels as if all hope and all light and all joy have been sucked out of the room. Like when I walk into a room. But that's for another story. That's for So... You've come for my dragon. Is that why you're here? I suppose that if we're dropping the pretense, then uh, yes, we we have come to destroy the dragon. Oh, you've come to destroy it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, wait, 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 were we, I, I, I thought we were trying to make friends, I didn't think we were gonna do mm, Yes, I, I wanted, I wanted a pet dragon. Kirsch, well, I thought it was mostly just Kai not letting to have a pet dragon? Guys. No, I really don't want Kai to have a pet dragon. I thought we were just gonna try to make friends with it, so like, the bad people can't <laughs> have it. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Try that. Okay, I now I'm confused. What's your problem, eh? Why, why, why I not can have pet? Yeah, Kirsch. Why can't Kyan have a pet dragon? I, I think Kirsch is gonna be looking nervously between the uh, angry king and Kai, like, oh, <laughs> uh, he says, um, I just think friends would be a better situation than a pet. He's looking at Neil like. Save me. <laughs> uh, Neil's bartender instinct has kicked in, and he is closing down the bar right now. He's just putting the bar stools on top of the bar, putting bottles away, and he's looking for a jukebox to play closing time. Kirsch just doesn't want to lie. <laughs> Go ahead and roll a perception check for a jukebox. I'll say anything above a two, and you'll find your answer to if there's a jukebox or not. That would be a 14. Oh, 14. Fantastic. There's no jukebox. Can't have anything here. <laughs> this is a world without jukeboxes. This is a world of madness. Can't have uh, anything in this castle. Uh, you do see uh, an old uh, Duragar dressed in bard-style clothing. Just like old with the fluffy hat and the large pantaloons. He has what looks like an ancient and decayed accordion in his hands that he's trying to squeeze together to make just a very sad honk sound. Closing time. Thank you. <laughs> Didn't no think anyone... problem. How does he know that song? <laughs> well, you know, some things are beyond the scope of space and time and reality. Yeah, that's just how it do. Um, and you see... Maybe Tommy is one of the things. Camp is... You see the king stamp uh, his foot down and say, We don't play that song in here. <laughs> Not after last time. So, you wish to befriend my dream. Have at. Go up to it, pet it. Call it sweet names. See what you can do to rouse it from its I sure haven't. Nothing works here in this damned castle that I, King Zaradar, sorry, Zardarok have been stuck for hundreds of years. I messed up my own name. I'm very old and magical. I can do that. I, I mean, your parents did give you a difficult name, so I, I, I get it. The bastards. It is. <sighs> so does does it look like he's actually wanting us to give this a shot? Uh, you can go ahead and roll an insight check. <laughs> I would uh, also like to roll. Oh, insight. wait, that's wisdom. That's actually. I do want yeah. I'm going for that insight roll. Uh, that's a seven. I, uh, I want to roll it too. You know what? I'm yeah. going to roll insight. I've got a plus five. <laughs> Damn. I got that's a 22. A so, who who did anything below a 15? Me. Uh, Kai. Of course. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, from what most of you can tell, yes, he, he does want you to. Attempt to rouse the, the siege dragon. Have at it. Be my guest. Hmm. He says this with a uh, a grin that is full of malice. And 
as much as interest in you, these new people coming into his realm. Uh, I think Kirsch is going to stroll right up to the dragon then if nobody's going to stop him. Um, and I think he is, um, I think Kirsch is going to go up to one of the, uh, back claws and start tickling the bottom of its claw and wake it up, or try to wake it up like he does with his kids and, uh, just like tickling the bottom of its foot and saying, come on, time to get up. Gotta embrace the day. Come on. That's adorable. Um... You attempt that, and as Kirsch does so, he feels the cold metal that just feels terrible. Not like it feels lumpy and misshapen or anything, but just touching this metal, he feels something awful in his soul. So this is this is just a big mechanical dragon. It is, yes. Uh, from the best that you can tell, it is a mechanical dragon. Go oh, ahead. Uh, look upon it. Look upon my Shardland dragon made of the fine, impervious, destructive metal Shardland. Bass is going to start trying to disassemble the head of it. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, Kirsch is just going to grab the whole foot. Like, how big is the foot compared to Kirsch? Because he's, he's a pretty strong oh, boy. Okay, yeah. So... Let me let me pull up my the uh, the sheet on this bad boy, just to give y'all a sort of scale. Give me a second. Yeah, because I think I think while you're pulling that up, because uh, what Kirsch would like to do uh, is basically just start shaking the whole like leg of the dragon, kind of like how he would, you know, if his kids put up a fight, he would just kind of like drag them out from under the covers a little bit. Like, I think that's what do to the dragon minus the blanket. <laughs> uh, so this is a huge construct in the form of a dragon. So it is absolutely massive. Um, I would say it's the entire dragon itself is probably about two foot or sorry two school buses together and this foot that you are seeing which is very large and armored and clawed, uh is about it's about cayenne sized maybe a little okay. bit bigger so he's gonna pick up like wrap his arms around the whole thing and just kind of like just jump a little bit to try to like shake his whole foot i guess <laughs> Uh, go ahead and make a strength uh, check. Oh, a six. I need to not use the auto roller anymore <laughs> ever again. Starting off you, strong, guys. You try. Um, and do me another favor. Roll a uh, a wisdom save. Oh, starting off strong here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, a you can wisdom roll it at advantage. Save. Okay, that is much better. Plus seven, so twenty. Oh yeah. Uh, as you grab this massive foot, you start to feel something. Remember that terrible feeling that Kirsch had felt moments before? That feeling was being washed over him again. This time, it was as if it was trying to control him, to tell him to do something. But with that 24, uh, you said it was 24, correct? Or yes. something close to it? Yeah. You don't it washes over you uh, weekly, and you don't feel it anymore. Um, 
Kirsch is going to take a step back. Is Boss still trying to disassemble it? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, is he um, using his tools just, or like getting in there with his hands? Oh. But just absolutely elbow deep. Got the got the tool. The tool pouch is open. He's using tools of various kinds and purposes. <laughs> Has he had this tool pouch? Tool pouch for a while. Yeah, I mean, he's That's an artist. The first time we've always, we've always well, you don't give me a lot of mechanical things to fuck around with. That's true. Uh, go ahead and roll an investigation. Um, oh, wait, yeah, say anything about the 13. Hey, I got a 13 because of my meaty plus eight to investigation. <laughs> yes. Well done. Uh, you fiddle around with this uh, siege dragon. You try to... What part of the dragon are you for? Um, He's going to go for uh, what, you know, I would think would be like the, the central like processing unit of the dragon, like inside of the head. And oh, you know. great, awesome! You fiddle around with the head, and you find what looks to be a a, uh, a gem in the middle of it. With only mm-hmm. that thirteen, you can't quite figure out what's wrong with it, but you know that something is off of it. Hmm. Okay. Um, he'll try like the mending cantrip just just to try it. Nothing works. It uh, the crack that you see in it. It reforms back to whole and then immediately splits back. Hmm. Whatever okay. this is, it is a much stronger magic than what the mending cantrip can do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would it be possible to like remove the gem? Um, as you do, King Zard, uh, Zardarok comes over to you and says, Many have tried. I wouldn't if I were you. No, this needs something strong. This needs blood magic, essentially. Blood magic? Mm-hmm. Mm, yes. Very specific blood. Blood from Take a guess. Is well, it you? you? You can take a guess. No, it's not me. I'm Kirsch? a very old and magical. It, I don't know, Kirsch. Is that... I'm Kirsch. Uh, I should point around. Is, is it the one guy. at the bar? Is that Kirsch? No, no, no. That's oh, me. that's him. Neil's got maybe Neil's got might have fancy blood too, so we could try. We can just try all of it. Maybe you can try as much so blood as you want. Um, maybe let's not with the blood. Uh, it definitely. Fe- wait, wait, y'all are still here. It, it's closing time. Y'all, y'all gotta go. <laughs> well, then, like, I mean, if it's really not waking up, uh, is it just not a threat we need to more than like? It is a threat. It is the greatest threat in the land. Sir, 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 sir. You don't gotta go home, but you can't stay here. Uh, this is my home. Do you know who you want to take you home? <clears throat> I can call him. Donil, Nardil. Deal with him. No, no. He he was really cool. We're not dealing with him. He was very cool, Dad. He was great. Don't call me Dad in front of everyone. You know how I feel about that. Oh, oh, you're a father. Uh, th- those two are dads too. And he points to Kirsch and uh, Boss. Uh, 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 boss. Do you know the trouble with children? Then always disappointing you. Always coming up with ridiculous schemes of how to leave a domain of dread. Oh, father, it's just as simple as walking out into the mist. Oh, father, it's as simple as sacrificing 
a lamb under the blood moon again. Oh, Father, just recharge the dragon with red dragon blood, as if that will work. It's not like we have a red dragon to do such a thing with. You just They just come up with ideas. Children that they are. Kirsch just looks very offended and is like, my my kids are actually pretty... I mean, there was that one time they finger-painted on the wall, but um, they never did it again. Hey, Alex, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what what is this dude wearing? Uh, which dude? The one who just ranted like a oh, douchebag? Yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me just pull that up real fast uh, so that I can get a good visual representation. Uh, he is wearing... Uh, he's wearing a very large woolen cloak, uh, and top of his head is a uh, a broken crown. Uh, you see, there are multiple spikes on there. Only two of them are still at their full height. Um, the rest of them, I believe, seven in total. Um, yeah, there's seven in total. Um, the rest of them are broken and whittled down. Okay. Hmm. That's all I wanted to know for now. Thank okay. you. You're very welcome. Um, does the crown look magic? That's a good question. Uh, you can roll a you can roll an arcana check. I I yeah I think I think that's fair. Um, that I got a is with my minus one. That is ten. Nineteen. So with that ten, curse definitely cannot tell. If it's magic. However, boss, you recognize the metal that the crown is made of. Mm-hmm. It's made out of the same metal as the dragon. Hmm. I don't know what to do with that information. So you can feel that same that same energy that uh that that same magical feeling that well you couldn't feel it. Kirsch did. But if the two of you were to put your your numbers together and crunch them together. Mm-hmm. You come up with something, maybe. Mm, okay. Well, Smarts is not cursed department, so uh, it, I mean, Kirsch already it, told Boss he got a bad feeling off it. Does it seem like the crown is enchanted? Like, do I have? I don't. If you had identify, you could probably identify. But if you don't, then you can't. I, I don't. Um, yeah. <clears throat> He just he looks grumpy and just terribly angry about everything at this point. So you said that so perhaps red dragon blood could fix this? Yes, but we haven't seen a red dragon in ages here. It's been let me see here. N- Nodil Darnil, how long has it been since we've been down here? Oh I, I don't know, Dad, I've just I've been down here just right in the day. The the doors and everything. Yeah, he, Dad, he doesn't know. Neither do I, sorry. Uh, oh, you know who might know? Uh, Clondor. Yeah, Clondor might know. <sighs> Clondon! Wizard, where are you? Uh, and you see a, another Duragar come out. This one, surprisingly, with a bit of a spring in his step as he comes out. Oh, yes! Yes, my lord, of course. Uh, what can Clondor do for you? Tell us how long we've been down here and when we last tried to use red dragon blood to reignite the stone. Oh, yes, of course. Ah, let's see. It was about 300 years ago when the silver dragonborn Torvus uh, and his armies had stopped us. And then we were stuck down here forever. 
Uh, but then uh, recently the gates have reopened, and uh, you know we've had we've had people coming in. We can't leave, of course. We're trapped here forever, and most likely you are as well, unless you're not originally from here. Um, just fun things like that. Okay, so Mr. Guy. Yes. Um, it sounds like it's gonna take a lot. Uh, wake up the dragon, right? Oh yes, yes, quite. Unless, well, there's there's rumors. If you know a powerful enough mending cantrip and everything, uh, you could do that. Or if you had red dragon blood, which, um, if I can let you in on a secret, we don't have any. <laughs> Sorry, I wish that we did. Then all of our problems would be solved. Well, you know, uh, sometimes with drinks, you can substitute an ingredient for something similar. So if we don't use red dragon's blood, maybe we could use like the blood of a red lizard. It's open for interpretation. A red lizard? Oh, that's quite something. If you don't have seven up, you can use Sprite for uh, seven and seven, but you can't call it a seven and seven because, you know, it's not seven and seven. It's seven and Sprite. You use the blood of a sprite. That's quite ingenious. I love it. Oh, it's deliciously wonderful. Uh, Kirsch looks <laughs> over at Tamio says red dra- or, uh, red lizard. So, like, theoretically, if multiple people cast mending it, then we had, like, blood or something. I'm pretty but... sure the red lizard was a bit of a euphemism. Oh, no, I was serious about that. Yeah, a uh, uh, player question, because yep, I'm so glad that he pointed out it's a euphemism. Um, when hearing that we could substitute with a red lizard, is there anything or anyone around that looks like a red lizard? Um, great question. Fantastic. I love this question uh, because it allows me to ask you to do a perception check. Excellent. Let's do it. Yeah. I can I use my passive perception? <laughs> uh, your what's your passive? Seventeen. <laughs> your passive is not going to quite cut. Right, and I only rolled a nine. <laughs> uh, so with that nine, Kyan, uh, as you're looking around at the bar, uh, I'm guessing are you watching the uh the elder bard that was very sadly playing closing time on his broken. Uh, yeah, especially after hearing like substituting for uh, with the red lizard, I'm now trying to pay attention to everyone and anything. You don't hear or see anything, uh, but with that 17 passive, you do start to hear something that you hadn't heard before. You hear moans, not like sexy moans. So get that out of your head, you perverts. That that was important for you to yeah, say for Kai. That was. Uh, but no, you hear you hear uh, just kind of distressed moans and and just like, oh, it's been so been down here. Neil activates his mask and starts to look around. What does your mask do? Remind me. Uh, so let me scroll down to visage of the astral self. It grants me astral sight. I can see normally in darkness, both magical and non-magical, to a distance of 120 feet. Wisdom of the spirit. I have advantage on insight checks and intimidation checks. And when I speak, I can direct the words to a creature of my choice that I can see within 60 feet, making it so only that creature can hear me. Alternatively, I can amplify my voice up to 600 feet so people can hear me. 
Uh, what was the one about sight again? Uh, I can see normally in darkness, both magical and non-magical, to a distance of 120 feet. So we're going to bullshit this a little bit here because it's fun to do because we kind of bullshit in this game, and it's great. Uh, you, Your astral mask, it sees something. It sees people moving through that are a lot more lively than just uh, just the sort of dead-looking Duragar uh, that are in this hall. Um, you see them being shuffled to a door in the back. It looks less like actual people and more just like ghosts. Uh, Neil would like to see if he could recognize any of them as the townspeople from Jeremiah. Roll history check. Okay, history check. With that fat plus zero. Yee yee. That's a three. Nice. Uh, you don't recognize anyone at all. Mostly because they are not in their perfect human forms or in their clothes that they had been wearing uh, in the town of Piecemeal under Jeremiah's uh, magic. And the, the, just, the vision kind of dissipates uh, afterward. Neil just kind of says, uh, I saw dead people. Dead people? Dead people? Ghosts or something. Uh, there, there's something ushering some ghosts around here. I promise you there are no ghosts here. Are, are you aware of the ghost problem you got? Uh, like, no ghosts. Maybe you could call someone about that. Oh, there were those people that we let in earlier. Remember them? They were a little bit ghastly looking, remember? That's oh, wait, a terrible who, who joke. Who are you going to call? Uh, you, you, you got me, Kirsch. You, you understand. Oh, oh, wait, they said something important, I think. Uh, what was that? Oh, no, I was, I was wanting to know who they Oh, uh, there, there was this movie, uh, back in the 80s, I believe, Kirsch. It's called Ghostbusters. Uh, they fight the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man at some point. It, it's a cinema classic. You, you, you would love it, Kirsch. My lord, I've never heard of such things, but it sounds lovely. It sounds delicious. Oh, wait, wait, no, it has ghosts, ghosts. Uh, you're, you're afraid of ghosts, Kirsch. So, sorry, sorry. No, you, you would not enjoy that movie. Oh, no, no, I could get rid of those. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, well, uh, it's more like the dark in heights. I mean, <laughs> I'm I am not scared of any. What's going on, Kyan? Yeah, while they are discussing the fear of ghosts and such, I would like to start making my way towards the moaning and groaning. Uh, you didn't roll high enough to hear the moaning and groaning. You're you just... told me I heard it. No. Well, everyone heard it, but you weren't sure where it came from. Of all, because you okay. rolled like a nine. And and that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah you just and you made it sound like I could tell. I'm so I'm sorry. confused. That's on me. That's a hundred percent on me. I'm sorry about. Ah, uh, but there is no ghosts in this house. That's crazy. Uh, do you mind if I just like check around? What would you like to check, my lord? He's asking to check around. That's. And Neil points to his mask. Uh, this 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 bad boy lets me see all kinds of stuff. Oh, does it? Yeah. Does yeah. it now? <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Does it? Do you want to uh, wear it? No, I can't wear it, but I I would love to know just what all it sees. Does it see anything other than just seeing in the dark or anything like that? Okay, that's rude. Mm, that's what I thought. But please, uh, you know, my lord, let them let them frolic, I suppose. Yes, frolic, frolic away. Is it um 
what what's going on now? Oh no, no, they they're curious. They might have heard some noises of the other party guests. Oh yes, the party guests, right? Um, he snaps his fingers, and the magic of the hall comes back, and everything. Party, uh, be merry, have good time. I'm going to sit and enjoy my dragon. That very clearly works. <laughs> Oh. I'd like to roll an insight check on this wizard dude. Yeah, go ahead. With advantage. Um, is does that do you get advantage? With the mask, yes. Heck yeah, go ahead, roll away. That's gonna be a sixteen. The first roll is um, that one. Let me ask you a question. Um, how how GBs do your heebies normally feel? Do your do your GBs feel heebies and your heebies GBs? Uh, Neil's got a little bit of social anxiety because he doesn't know how to make friends, but other than that, uh, pretty solid. Uh, you're you're a little bit. Um, this guy's a little sus. This guy's just a little bit sus, and you know you're not quite sure what to do with that. But you know something isn't quite right. Neil just leans in really close to this guy and says, "Hey, buddy." I'm going to need you to tell me everything that's going on here right mm. now, because I can tell that uh, the king's not the one in control. Sorry, king. Uh, but I feel like it might actually be you. You see the king just throwing his hands about, laughing, watching his subjects uh, just having a ball uh, in the magically golden room again. There's a oh, lot of magic mean... here, and you're oh, a real magical mean... guy. I'm so, a magical motherfucker, that's true. <laughs> so, if you don't tell me what's going on here right now, and Neil activates his astral arms. Oh, we're going to party, I see. I don't think that's the best of ideas. Uh, go ahead and roll with disadvantage. Um, to be intimidated. Uh, guess what? I have advantage on intimidation Ooh. checks, so it's a flat roll right now. It's a game, motherfucker. <laughs> It's no one's game, motherfucker. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, not only is that a nat one, but that that popped up in the in the group window as a zero. That's so good. A zero. Oh no. Oh oh oh, Neil. We're poor Neil. Uh, Neil, you you notice this. Thing this very small-looking individual, his skin a pallid gray, his beard long and just streaked with old and just frosty. You see it flash into what is easily one of the most terrifying, just evil-looking things you can. His eyes burn a dark, deep red uh, fire behind them that just wasn't there a moment ago. As he just gleams up at you and says, Are you sure about that, young man? Hey, fire. Red dragons breathe fire. Oh, it's not it's not a red dragon. Sorry, sorry, not a I'm not secretly a dragon. <laughs> that would be silly. If anyone were make were to make a campaign about that, that would be very silly. <laughs> oh well fuck you too. <laughs> you know what? Both of us have said some things that were probably not things we should have said, and I, I accept your apology. Oh, of course. 
You know, I am feeling quite generous, and yes, I will admit that I, I do have a bit of say in the court here. Um, come, come with me, come with me. Allow me to uh, greet you to our guests. Yes. Maybe, maybe I should just go back to closing up the, the bar. No, you'll come with me, my friend, as will your friends. Uh, uh, sorry, guys. Neil goofed. I'm sorry, everyone. Did we all, were we all able to, like, see and hear this happening? I was about to say, was I, I even around for this? Uh, are you... Because you, you, like, went over to the side with him. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is in the center of the room. To, like, confront him. It's in the center of the room, more or less, uh, because King Zardarok had rushed into the very center, um, which, uh, again, the, again, remember how the room was magical? at first, and it was large and golden and lit and beautiful. And then once it, the magic went away, it was small and scary looking. And again, it's large and beautiful. So that's where you are now, in this very grand, humongous ballroom. Um, but it was loud enough that you could all hear it, and you could all see it. Time and space work differently around here. Come, come, let us go down to the dungeons, please. Come along, come along now. Oh, do you want to hear a tale as we go down here? Um, Kirsch is following. He is not about to let Neil wander off of some weird by himself. Uh, Kai is going to want to follow, too, because he's curious if it's going to lead him to where this moaning is that he heard <laughs> is coming from. He definitely did hear the moaning. It's Can you hmm, roll... Hmm. Would, would Kai think that it's still sexy moaning because... He only rolled a nine. He couldn't. He wasn't yes. sure where it was coming from. hundred okay. percent. Good to go. Wanted to make sure. Fantastic. Hmm. Fantastic. Love it. Uh. So yeah. Uh. Come. Come along. Let us. Let me tell you all a tale. A tale of woe and a tale of tragedy. A long, long time ago, hundreds of your human years ago, and everything, there was a great battle between us. Uh. My liege in our castle here and his dragon and uh sir torvis the uh the shining that was his name yes quite uh and then the great battle occurred and our dragon was fighting and it was wonderful it was amazing and then his gem was smashed by some magical hammer or some thing like that um and he's telling you this uh with a torch in hand as you're all going down down underneath the uh, underneath the ballroom through a dark tunnel toward the, uh, to the toward the basement and the dungeons, and well, like I said before, time and space work differently here. And as a curse, as a sort of curse of all of this, uh, we are now stuck in what is called the domain of dread. Um, yes, uh, same as I believe. Ravenloft or something like that. There's some vampire twink. He's always going on about how he's going to rule the world and how everyone will rue the day they blah 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 blah. Oh, oh yeah. Uh what's his name like Edward? Yes, Edward. Oh Edward Ravenloft. What a silly bastard he is. <laughs> Anyhow, anyway. So our dragon no longer works. The king still thinks it does. The crown with uh its Spikes and everything he thought it did. His two sons guard the castle, and every once in a while the worlds bleed over. Uh, the last time it happened was about three of your Earth years ago. 
But for us, it was more of about, oh, about a hundred years ago and everything. And that world all merged together and everything. Oh, you'll find this corridor. It's called the Cloister. Very interesting. Um, you can see into different worlds and everything. Um, go ahead. Take a look. Take a look at the mirrors. Uh, and you see a hallway full of mirrors that he takes you down uh, into a section of the castle called the Cloister. So you see this corridor of mirrors as uh, the wizardy fellow who, did I tell you guys his name? Yeah, Condorn. Condorn keeps talking this story and he shows off the mirrors and everything, just waving his hand. These mirrors show different worlds. Uh, would anyone care to look at any of them? There are about a dozen of them. Okay, first, um, with my passive perception, do I see him looking at any of the mirrors? Like, to feel oh, like no. it's safe? You do not see him look at a single mirror. He doesn't care about the mirrors. They've been there for hundreds of years. He's looked through all of them, and he doesn't care a lick about them. Okay. As they're walking, Kirsch is going to say, um, does something special happen with the mirrors? Oh, yes. My large friend, please, please go take a look at one of them. Uh, let me see. Number one, two, three. Yes, number three on the left. That one's one of my favorites. Uh, why don't you take a look in it? Can I roll an insight check to see? Yeah, go ahead. Duping me. Um, that is another 24. No, 23. I can't okay, add. yeah. It is indeed one of his favorites. Kirsch kind of <laughs> narrows his arm for a moment and then looks at it's perfectly safe, as long as you don't stick your head into it. Like, oh, I'm gonna check him out. Uh, you, I cannot, but you probably could, if you wanted to, really. Go ahead, number three, if you wish. Number three on the left. Uh, do you want to go look at number three on the left? I yeah. cautiously do that. I go and... um, yeah, whoever wants to go look at number three on the left, uh, you do so. Ty is gonna go look. Yeah. Uh, Neil is going to look for a different mirror. Neil's going to look for a mirror that shows home because he wants to check in on his bar and make sure Sister Swamp is not fucking that bar up as we speak. Fantastic. I love that. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Who all is going to mirror number three on the left? Buff will check it out. Hi. Tomias is going to watch this Duergar guy because he doesn't trust him at all. Smart plan, very good plan, uh, especially as he pulls out a knife and you see a, it make a stabbing motion down, and it's just a, a board of cheese that he's got. And he's like, is anyone hungry? <laughs> no, you're looking at the mirrors. I'll just eat this on my own. He was about to get a short spear thrown at him. <laughs> uh, yeah, the three of you go look at this mirror, um, and you... Definitely see something interesting. Neil, you are looking at the exact opposite mirror on the right. So this mirror, what I love about it so much, is this mirror gazes into the Forgotten Realms. Have you ever heard of those? I feel like I did, but then I forgot about it. Well, that's because you probably did. GG, everybody. GG, thank you. Thank you for, uh, thank you. Just... I appreciate both of you. Alex, you can keep going now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. You, you see, the Forgotten Realms 
Oh, I get what you did there. That's clever. That's quite clever, yes. The Forgotten Realms is a realm where all great and powerful magics come from. It's where most of the, uh, what do I call it? Oh, yes, the merged world, uh, as it is, that's where all of their merging comes from. But as you can see out there in the Forgotten Realms, they seem to be forgotten as well. Now, that wasn't an actual pun on the term Forgotten Realms. Their magic is dying. Uh, and the three of you look into this mirror. If you wish, you can even poke your head into this mirror uh, to see the other side of it. And you see that the Forgotten Realms, it looks pale and blasted as if every interesting bit of life force has been sucked out, as if it's been just irradiated by something terrible. Magic is dying there. And it's interesting because part of their magic is what kept us here. And if I'm not wrong, most of the, the dreadlords of the domains of dread will probably be able to run rampant and free in there. Um, it could take a couple of years. It could take millennia. Oh, but the poor name? fools that are there, they'll never... Hmm? Do you think that they named... The Lords yes, of my, Dread my after friend. the Plane of Dread, or the Plane of Dread after the Lords of Dread? Uh, yes. Yes. Um, so yes, we'll probably be able to be free and frolic, and it'll take forever to do so. Um, but you, sir, I, I love that you chose that mirror. Um, Neil, when you look through your mirror, you do see what looks like Atlanta. However, it's not the Atlanta of the merged world. Instead, it's the Atlanta, a desolated version of our world, of the real world. Every terrible thing that could have happened has. The climate has exploded. It is disgustingly hot. The winter's abysmally cold. Uh, it's as if the, the world is completely off of, its, off of its kilter. You see, again, when the merged world happens, that world, along with the Forgotten Realms, came together into, into one. But of course, where there's balance from one, there must be balance from the other. So this new world has technology and, and modern, modernity and civilization from that world, which is also now desolated and destroyed, and we'll probably overrun that one too. Just a little playground to play with things in. Yes, yes, quite. Yeah, um, I don't care about a destroyed world. I want to see the world that I came here from. Oh, ugh. how droll. Yes, it's the next one over on the the fourth one down. Yes, yes. Uh, and you do see your bar. Uh, you do see your bar, and you see... Um, well, what what do you see? Describe, <laughs> describe what you see uh, happening in your bar. Wait, uh, what day is it? Is Have we approached New Year's yet? Uh, but, no, hold on. Because... Yes, I think it's New Year's Eve, or it's very close to it. Uh, the, the big week-long New Year's celebration is supposed to be going on in Neil's bar. Neil gave control over to uh, Sister Swamp because he had to go on this mission. He had no choice. And he just... Wants to see if the patrons were having a good time and if uh, Sister Swamp is running the bar the way that he would. 
Uh, would Neil have given her instructions on everything, on every aspect, on how to order uh, supplies and on how to keep the bar running uh, at a minimal staff because of the holidays? Uh, Neil was pretty much the only person running the bar. It was kind of a dive bar, but people did show up for the New Year celebration. And every year he orders the supplies in advance so they get there. They are they are always stocked for this celebration. Okay. Uh, roll a D100 for me. Okay. Wait, am I rolling the percentile and a D10? Uh, yeah, There, you can do it on D&D Beyond. All right, but... Uh, or, yeah, do it like that, normal. But this celebration is important to Neil, and he doesn't tell many people. Uh, 47%. He doesn't 47%. tell many people why, but... His birthday is uh, New Year's Day. Oh, okay. That's Does Chris sad. know this? No one knows this. He doesn't tell anyone. So the good news is what I was going to do was kind of like break it down into thirds. If it was below 33%, then it would be doing terribly. If it was above 66%, uh, it would be just the hippinest, hoppinest, slapness place going uh if it was anywhere between that you know it's about average it's doing pretty well it's a little bit slow for uh for friday um before new year's eve but it's still happening it's still all right it's a little bit a little bit slow neil more importantly wants to see what sister swamp is doing right now ah okay um she is what is because she doing? Great question. He, he gave her a bow tie and a vest before he left and said that that was the uniform. Great. Um, so Sister Swamp is uh, is very much wearing the bow tie and vest uh, and also wearing some very snug fitting jeans and no undershirt. She's ripped. I don't know if I remember if I mentioned that before, but she is she's ripped. And she's having a very good time. I would like to roll a perception check to see how well she's making these drinks. Okay, I was about to say a perception check to see how ripped she was. No, no, we already had that a long time ago. Uh, no. Yeah, go, go ahead. That's a 25. Oh, yeah. Um, she is making these drinks scientifically to the letter. And that's probably why it's a little bit slow. She's not. Uh, she's not pouring anything extra. She's not... Uh, making the drinks any stronger than normal or anything. She's not even pretending to. She is, you can see her measuring them, in fact. And without thinking about it, Neil just kind of pokes his head into the mirror to talk to her. <laughs> uh, does anything happen when he puts his head into the mirror? Uh, you know, go ahead. Go ahead and say something. Hey, uh, Sister Swamp, you don't gotta be so scientifical about those drinks, uh... If you notice someone's had a little too much, you just pour a little less. If you think someone's going to be fun, pour a little more. If you think they're going to be a great tipper, double that amount. Uh, so when you're saying this, you're saying this, it looks like, through uh, the mirror behind you. Or the mirror behind the bar. Um, and Sister Swamp doesn't notice it, but the guy at the bar, he does. And he goes, and he looks at his drink. And he sees you mouthing these words, can't be heard in the bar. Um, and he says, you know what, sister? 
I think I'm done for the evening. I'm going to head on. I'll leave you an extra tip. Um, whatever you got with that funky, fancy mirror back there, keep it up. That's gonna, that's a good cutoff point. Hooey. And Sister Swamp just goes, all right, Rod, see you next week. And she goes back to cleaning a drink, not noticing. Again, without thinking, Neil activates the mask and uh, tries to... Uh, he can see Sister Swamp, so he directs his voice directly to her and says, Oh, come on, Sister Swamp. You you, you just lost a customer for the night. You, you, you got to step it up. You, you can't be exact with these measurements. As you say that, you feel a hand on your back and it pulls you back in. Uh, and you see Sister Swamp just kind of go, what? Huh? Uh, as you don't get to see her reaction and answer, but you do see Clondorn uh, say, you can't actually affect anything in there, you know. Did I not? I, I should have said that. Unless we, unless there's like magic done to you and everything that we, we don't have the power, but we can send people out into the... You can't actually affect it out there. It's stuck in here with us for now. Until we say otherwise. I'm gonna marry that dumb beaver someday. What beaver? Of, is there a beaver? I'm interested now. Hello in there. Uh, and he goes up to the mirror and he taps on the glass, which to him is glass. Is there a beaver in there? Hello. I don't think there's a beaver. What is he talking about? He's funny. I like him. I'm also confused what Gary's talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think well, uh, he's also pondering what the fuck the beaver is about. Kirsch is going to go and look and see if he can find his family in one of Um... Yeah, go ahead. Which mirror are you going to do? Go at pick a number one through twelve, except for number three and number nine and number two. Uh, seven. Number seven. Okay. Yes, this is my favorite mirror. This is absolutely my favorite mirror. Uh, you look into this mirror and you see um what looks like a bunch of adventurers. Uh, just five adventurers and uh a skunk striped young man running through a mushroom-filled catacomb, trying to escape what looks like zombies. You see this very heroic-looking warforged in this uh, this mess. He's currently transformed into a dinosaur. Oh, my fucking God. (laughs) Clearly leading the pack here. Um, (laughs) And that's the isekai world, everybody. Easter egg. I think Kirsch is is just... You know, like when you're going through a grocery store trying to find someone and you just go down all the aisles, like looking down them. Kirsch is going to do that trying to find his family in any. Um, yeah, you poke your head into the different mirrors. Uh, you poke your head into one mirror and it is a hot and steamy jungle. You poke your head into another mirror uh, and you see a bunch of uh, Ithalid, the mind flayers, uh, performing some disgusting, horrible experiment on uh on somebody uh before they all whip around to you and start to you see them shriek um as their tentacly maw is open and try to come toward you uh you go into another uh portal and it looks like a fairies fantasy fair going on like a carnival the greatest carnival in the world uh you go into another one and it looks like uh if edgar Allan poe had written the most just sad room ever. 
that's what you see in all these different rooms. Uh, and then you, uh, and you see another world. Uh, it looks like just a high school and everyone is just worried about, you know, being seen in their underwear, um, to which, uh, Fondorn just kind of goes, <laughs> that's the nightmare realm. Isn't it rad? Isn't it hilarious? Well, like, which one? Oh, the one that your friend had gone in? Because that's the world you all came from, the merged world? I'm oh. sorry, I just thought it was hilarious that you were poking your head into all these other realms. Uh, Kirsch is going to go back to that mirror. <laughs> I just want to say, when Kirsch comes to that mirror, Kirsch sees Neil staring at Sister Swamp with admiration. <laughs> and just one tear rolling down his cheek. Uh, Kirsch, you see your family. Um... And they're having a good time. Uh, they're, you can't really make out what all they're talking about. Uh, the youngest of your kids is going a mile a minute, just jabber, 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 jabber the entire time. Uh, Ionif, uh, your wife, uh, she's just nodding, going, yeah, um, the entire conversation. Um, and then one of the kids looks toward the mirror and uh uh is it do you have three kids right one girl two boys was that it uh i know they're triplets (laughs) now i need to google their genders but yes (laughs) the youngest girl uh the little girl of the three of them looks at the mirror and points and you can see her say daddy and uh ionif picks her up and says no, Daddy's not here. Daddy's up saving the world, like he always does. It's like the brave, badass man. Hirsch just has the happiest look on his face. Gives a little wave, not sure if they could... Uh, the little girl, she has a big grin on uh, her face and everything, and she waves back. Oh, Kirsch's yeah. heart is just melting right now. <laughs> Uh, I think he's going to stay there and, like, watch his family until someone pries um, him away. Well, oh, I wouldn't do that. You get addicted. Uh, yes, Mr. Kai. Uh, Kai, Kai is going to kind of, like, pseudo-snake up on Kirsch and be like, hey, what you looking at? Oh, uh, now, let's... question before that. Are we all seeing the same thing, or are we all seeing what we want to see in that world? Ooh, that's cool. Uh, that's a cool question. Um, so, for your own home portal which is the merged world, you all see whoever is most directed at the mirror. So everything that we're seeing here is through what Kirsch. Um, And Kirsch, I think this is the perfect opportunity for you to describe just how much of a stone-cold fox uh, Aonif is. Oh, yeah. No, she is hot. That's how you Like, like, picture, picture, like, a doctor in, like, an adult film um that that's that's her but like an elf but also more conservatively dressed yeah she just dropped dead gorgeous like 10 out of 10 uh kirsch did good (laughs) i find the stereotypes in those films to be quite hurtful (laughs) neil just kind of elbows kirsch and says oh yeah yeah you think uh sister swamp's pretty hot too right Oh, I mean, I was going to ask her about her workout routine. She's pretty ripped, and I could all, I, you know, I'm always open for And he just points at the mirror and says, yeah, yeah, just watch her shake those drinks. 
oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not watching my, my family. Just kind of like motioning at the mirror, like, come on, Neil, come on. Uh, Neil, you look back and the scene has changed to Kirsch's family. Wait, Kirsch? Those are your kids? Well, yeah, all three of them. You that's, did good, Kirsch. They're what I'm fighting for. I, I want things. And Neil just wraps an arm and an astral arm around Kirsch and says, you're doing great. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. What are we looking at? Uh, <laughs> uh, Kirsch is... It, his smile is a little less, but he doesn't have the visceral reaction that Abby as a player has to that. <laughs> <laughs> And he, he motions to the mirror and says, that's, that's my family. That's, that's why I'm here. I'm, I want to make things... Uh, Kai, Kai is going to look over... And it is just going to be entirely in Spanish. Ay, Dios mío. Mira ella. Mira las piernas y el culo y las tetas. Ay, Dios mío. And just going off. I don't understand what that colorful gentleman just said. It was quite amazing. It was quite riveting. At this point, Neil, like, jumps away from Kirsch because other people have shown up and he is not used to showing <laughs> any sort of emotion in front of anyone. Oh, oh, how wonderful. How lovely family is. Um, anyone, anyone else want to take a peek into anything? You there, Mr. Birdman, uh, was there anything you wanted to see in these? No. Okay. Law practice, Birdman? I'm an attorney. <laughs> Hey, uh, Tobias, you want to see a pretty sweet dame? I don't really care. <laughs> and Neil is just heartbroken. <laughs> well, I believe that you're you're all having fun and everything, and that's wonderful, that's wonderful. Um, I would stay away from mirror number 12. Mirror number 12, uh, that's where uh, Zadarok thinks that he can get what he needs. Uh, not just the uh, bringing his dragon back to life, but, um, well, there, there's this magical old bitch in there. Her name is Frost. Um, and she is an ice queen and all of that. Uh, it's not important. Just don't look in there. It's a little cold. <laughs> uh, but come along to the dungeon, Neil's demeanor suddenly changes. Frost, you, you mean part of Arl, right? Oh, uh, I... I Pose, I didn't know her. And Neil is already walking towards Mirror 12. Uh, you walk into it. Um, you poke your head in, I guess. Is that, is that what he's doing? Poking, trying to get through? Uh, Neil reaches an astral arm in. Ooh, that's cool. Um, you do that. Your own arm, it's like you are being stopped by what feels like to you kind of a jello-y consistency, but your astral arm goes past them into a realm of ice and cold. And as it does, your astral arm, because it is connected to you in this plane and not in the frozen plane that you see before you, it solidifies and freezes and drops into start uh, into just icy diamond dust just frackling and astral energy made of ice. I wouldn't go in there if I were you. Not to mention, again, we can't. Um, I'm sure that that cool arm and everything 
you grow those back, it looks like. Um, y- you know, that can go in, but not in you right yet. We don't have, until we come to an agreement on anything, blah, blah, Because uh, the king, he thinks that if you bring that frosty evil magic with you, he can t- take down uh, Torvus, the silver dragonborn knight. You remember me talking about him? Yes, he's our eternal enemy. Grand, it's fantastic. Um, Tomias is going to pull a rock out of his pocket and cast magic stone on it. And it just, one of the mirrors, he's going to throw this rock. Uh, which one? You've got Feywild, you've got Desert, you've got... How many the are there? World. There's 12 of them. There's 12 of them? Mm-hmm. You want to roll a d12 and just see where it goes? <laughs> We're rolling this for everybody's sake. Heck yeah. That's number three, whichever That's one that is. Number three. So that one goes into... That was on the left-hand side. That goes into... Um, the first world that you all poked your head into, the Forgotten Realms without magic. Uh, It goes in there. It goes sailing in. And as you watch it go through, the magic in it dissipates, uh, and you see it kind of gets sucked back into the mirror as the rock just drops. Mm. All right. I mean, that's... Back to... (laughs) That's... I mean... I mean, that told me everything that it was going to tell me, so now I'm back to glaring at these other dudes. (laughs) Back to just not trusting people. So, yes, uh, I imagine that all of you want to see the dungeon now. I don't know. What are we doing here again? Oh, yes, we're going to the dungeon. So you can see all of our friends that are there. Uh, and he leads you into the dungeon, past the, uh, the cloister. Um, and you're there. You're in the dungeon. You see all of these people moaning. Um, Kyan, go ahead and roll another perception check. Oh, boy. That's a 12. A 12. Um, this time you do your sexy moaning. And you <laughs> recognize it. No. Oh? Oh, yes. Uh, oh? You, yes. <laughs> oh no! Recognize the sexy moaning. Uh, you can't pinpoint it exactly of the two cells filled with a few dozen people in them. Um, it's in of the two. It's in the left one. And after just a couple minutes of searching and looking, you recognize the uh, the sexy moaning as the uh, the woman that he was with in the town earlier, but now in a very different form. She is a red teeth. I'm not going to make the sexy moaning sound, but you just do recognize. Ah, my immersion. <laughs> <laughs> you do all these other voices. You won't do this for us. Wow. I will not. I thought you were cool. Coward. Is, Absolute is, coward. Children might listen to this. I'm not doing that. Oh, hey, kids, no, don't listen to this. This isn't for you. We say fuck a lot. Alex is a. Uh, yeah, kids, 17. if you're listening to this, uh, please don't. Stop. <laughs> Get help. Uh, you, you do see the red tiefling woman uh, look over to you, Kai, and goes, Oh, Kai, it's good to see you again. Oh, and you're real form, too. Mm. Eh? Eh? Do you know, the, your real form don't look too bad, either. Oh, stop it. 
I, yes, I, please I, stop at the two of you. Ooh. All right, so um, the Kai is then just gonna go, huh? And you got a room for the one more? Uh, no, Mister Horny Catman. No, we are not playing that game. Um, but as you can see, these are all the people and everything, and we're probably going to execute them because we don't have much room and food and everything like that. Unless you go and get us, I don't know, uh, blood from a red dragon, or maybe go make a deal with the Frozen Queen, be a part of our power, stuff like that, you know? Yes. Um, I would like to try to stealthily, you know, just like in- inconspicuously get out my thieves' tools and start trying to pick the lock onto the door. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, go ahead. What should I roll for that? Like I sleight of roll hand? Roll a sleight of hand. I would like to assist him by talking about my link to the Frost Maiden to Klondor. Uh, yeah, you know what? You can roll that with advantage then. Uh, rolling sleight of hand with advantage? Yeah, rolling sleight at handage. It's like advantage. <laughs> okay. It's the slightest off. hands. 16. My rolls are still dookie. Wow. Uh, so you do you do fiddle with it and everything, uh, and you get it unlocked, um, which is great. And uh, Clondorn says, "No, no, no, we don't none of that." Uh, and he snaps his fingers. The door relocks. Calm down there. So again, yes, um, death for these people, or you were saying something about. Uh, Oriel, was that her name? Oriel? Hmm, what a name. Blondor, you let these people out right now. Mm. And I will use my link to get what you want. What is your link? Oh, I'm very intrigued. And Neil shows him the mark from Arl and says, When I was a child, I got this from Arl. We have a link. I ignored it for years. While, while he's showing off the mark, I would like to try to pick the door again. <laughs> uh, yes, you can go ahead and try to pick the door again. He, he is distracted. All right. 24. A 24. You do unlock it. Uh, what do you do as it's unlocked? Do you go into it? Do you? Oh, yeah. I just, I just hop in and close <laughs> it behind me. Um, you're, you're stealthy enough with it. You unlock it. You sneak past. You know how cats can, so long as it's something that is the size of their head, they can squeeze into any any size opening. You do that. Okay. Question though, mm-hmm. um, would Kirsch have noticed this, and was he close enough to maybe like grab the door or something so that it doesn't close behind him to potentially be locked? Um. Go ahead and roll a. Perception, I guess? I mean, passive perception is a thing, too, but okay. Um, what is he that? rolled like a 24 for that uh, sleight of hand. That's true. It's a good sleight of hand. Um, oh my gosh. I've said oh, it's a 25. Uh, Wait, no, that's 15. my perception. <laughs> 15 perception. You definitely are watching him and watching going, uh, watching as he just opens the door and all that. Um... And you have enough time that you can kind of keep it from shutting all of him. 
Yeah, all I want to do is not have to rescue Kai <laughs> later because, like, I don't think Kersh would actually want to do that. <laughs> rescue Kai in any way. I, I, I've got thieves' tools. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, you can maybe probably I get... just let it shut. You know what? You know what? Kersh is going to let it shut. Never mind. <laughs> just edit out all of that, please, Gary. <laughs> all right. Uh, but what Neil does is uh, to each person in the party, he uses the mask ability to say something that only each one of them can hear, and it's the same message. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to act like we're going to help them out, but when we get to Arl, we come up with a deal that works for us, but not for them. It's the best plan I've heard all all campaign. Uh, and That's uh, like 12% of a plan. <laughs> we got Bob. Uh, yeah. And then Neil directly to Tamias says... I mean, we got boss. He he's the brains of the operation. I'm just uh, brute force. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, Kai is actively going to ignore this and try to jump into sexy times. <laughs> Excellent, fantastic, love. I I would like to roll a perception check to see if Kai is paying attention. <laughs> um, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and roll that. Oh perception. wait, advantage. Uh, first roll is a 22, second roll is a 10. So the 22. Fantastic. Uh, you see him wade through these people. Um, you see him wade through Goliaths and elves and half-elves and orcs and everything. You see a pair of uh, bald, blue-skinned people uh, whose skin seems to glow and everything, who get very disgruntled as this guy goes through. Um, and you also see a red dragonborn in the cell there as Kai gets over to the tiefling woman. Yeah. If uh, I could make one request with this wading through, just sure, like yeah. every other step, another article of clothing is coming off of Kai. <laughs> Good. The whole Good. time, Neil is like, all right, Kai, I'm going to need you to put your shirt back up, put your pants back Put your undershirt back. Put your belt back. Can, can you? Can, oh no! Oh oh God! No! Kai! 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 Focus up, Kai. Um. Oh, he's focused. Focus <laughs> on me, that. Kai. You focus, see. Focus as, on the sound of my voice, Kai. As Kai continues to move forward into the cell, um, the two blue-skinned individuals, both of whom are bald, and they're Skin seems to have a kind of crackly glow to it. Um, they both start coming to the cage, the door and everything. Uh, the more female looking of the two comes up and says, Is this you guys's horny bard? Oh, uh, I'm guessing you're Kai's, or not Kai, uh, boss's sister, uh, 69. It's Gigi, you ask me. And the other yeah, one over there is 420. Hey, I'm Azo. What's up? Uh, 845 is over here. Uh, he doesn't like to be called 845, so just just call him boss. Oh, the fucking shrimp. What's Ooh. up, shrimp? Hi, you know, he was the perfect one. Isn't that great? Daddy was so proud of him. Ugh. Hey, I think it's important for family to support family, so... Do you all know each other? This is quite interesting. I've uh, never actually seen any of these guys, but apparently they know 845, so there's that. 
Hey, eight four five is a solid dude. Mm-hmm. He's a solid wimp. <laughs> hey, he is a member of our team. Got him. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Kirsch. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. <laughs> probably is. With Neil's remaining astral arm, he reaches for the male of the two, grabs him by the shirt, and pulls him into the bars of the cell. Ooh, how strong is that astral arm? Well, I can use my uh, wisdom. And Weak as shit. For that. <laughs> are we? Are we trying to like intimidate? Because you know, Kirsch has advantage on it. I also have advantage on intimidation checks right now. With my <laughs> minus one. But what I, a beast. <laughs> I, I get a plus three to uh, strength with that because I get to use my okay. wisdom modifier. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll that uh, strength. That's a 19. Uh, you successfully pick uh, the male of the two up. Uh, you drag him across the cell, knocking into people. Uh, you see people go, ow, God, why? Uh, as they get kicked into, as the male of the two smashes his head into the cell door. <laughs> Man, that was classic. I like these dudes. Hey, uh, 845, up. Oh, don't talk to my baby brother like that. Boss, is a, boss has something that you don't have, and that's... Daddy, and he we all looks, have those. <laughs> He looks back at Boss and then looks over at uh, Kirsch and says, uh, well, it wasn't daddy issues. It was friends. <laughs> Boss, we're, we're, we're friends, right, Boss? Yeah. Oh, God. Did, did your dad make you get into a robot at some point in your life? Because that's really confusing and I don't understand it at all. Really, You want to revisit that right now? Right now, Gary? What was that? You you want to revisit that right now? Uh, How dare you? Was there a robot? Because I absolutely hate that fucking <laughs> thing. Like, like, was it his mom or was it like... An, uh, they didn't explain anything. No, there was a lot of subtext that I didn't get. We're like all test tube. No, 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 not you. Not you. The one that I have in my fist right now. Oh... What, me, man? Uh, okay, yeah, you're definitely 420. <laughs> oh, man, if I could just get out of these fucking bars and everything, if I could get out of there, I'd fucking kick your dick in. It'd be so rad. Apologize uh, to boss right now. And Neil, like, shoves him back and then pulls him back into the bars. Uh, you, He slams his head in again. You see crumples of energy lightning kind of blast off of him <laughs> that doesn't hurt man you haven't figured that out yet we're magens bro neil does it about three more times because neil is pissed right now neil considers boss a friend but does not want to say that out loud again yeah kirsch is squaring up behind neil uh you see azo 420 as his number calls and everything is uh he just laughs the entire time uh, every time he hits against those bars. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man, to feel like physical pain would be so cool. Oh, Gigi, is this just the just the funniest? Please stop beating up my dumb un- other brother here. Please, please. 
he can't feel pain. We can't really feel pain. We're elemental beings and everything. We're kind of the prototypes to what the perfect child over here is. He is the perfect child in my eyes. <laughs> hey, now. And, and the Lord's eyes as well. Oh. Well, I mean, where does that well, leave my kids? Your, your kids are also perfect, Kirsch. Your kids are pretty, pretty okay. Because they're not little shits like these two fuckers. Well, I uh, mean, language isn't necessary, but I agree. Uh, you know, we've been trying for like a month or whatever to try and make a deal with this guy. You know, because like there's a red dragon born in here. And we got the whole same speech about red dragon blood is probably the same thing or something like that. Oh, yeah, you, you know, like substituting... Substitute exactly, yeah. Yeah, man. yeah. You substitute out the uh seven up for sprite and a seven and seven, but you can't call it a seven and seven, you gotta call it a seven and sprite. Exactly. It's the same thing. It's like you try and make a Shirley Temple, but you accidentally add the alcohol in there and suddenly it's not a Shirley Temple. Okay, don't don't act friendly with me right now because <sighs> I'm real conflicted. I thought we were bros. I thought we were you I, know what? I mean we we agreed on one fucking thing, but you insulted boss here, and he pulls <laughs> 420 into the bars one more time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if only I could feel pain, that'd be so cool. Uh, this makes me feel better though. Oh good, at least somebody is. <laughs> uh, Kirsch pats Neil on the shoulder. I mean, if you can't feel pain, I'm okay. With <laughs> <sighs> so, um, so, Red Dragon born here. It's still on the table, Clondork. Are you gonna help us? <laughs> what? Get the red dragon. I mean, board. if you help us, we'll help you. Mm, uh, you see the red dragonborn, uh, who looks like a teenager. Uh, he's kind of skinny and kind of shy. Um, just kind of cower in the corner. They've been trying to get me to give my blood for like a month, <laughs> like a month, man. And we probably need all of it because he's so little. Wait, wait. no, uh, uh, how much blood do you need? I don't know. I don't have those kinds of things measured. Uh, we I just mean, need enough to, like, power crystal, I suppose. I mean, Again, what, when he's a, a dragonborn, he's not a full red dragon, is he? Uh, okay, Clondor would, like, a pint work, because that's a safe amount to give. I've given blood before. I, I help my fellow man from time to time. I mean, okay, can I, can I yeah. level I, with you? I have a player question before yeah. he levels with yeah. with Neil. Um, am I in the same cell trying to get my sexy on with as the Red Dragonborn? <laughs> you are. You are. All right. I would like to put on a nice little dance where I'm helicoptering <laughs> my penis. Oh, All right. And then <laughs> I would like to throw... Uh, guys, it was a good podcast. I'm out. Yeah, is, I would like to throw really one of my one of my crow daggers at the Dragonborn during that <laughs> so that I can catch him off guard and I'm just going to chuck one of my crow daggers into his neck. You're going to kill a child? Uh, Kai is not thinking these things right now. He's He wants it he wants a pet, he wants a pet, and he wants sex. This is an unprecedented move, but Neil would like to use deflect missiles. I know it's not hitting Neil, but Go ahead, maybe maybe with the astral arm. Go ahead, deflect that that missile as... Uh, Go ahead, I guess that's a roll-off there for the two of you. Okay, uh, it's a attack roll. Yeah, um, meanwhile... 
uh, he says, can I level with you? Like, we'd probably need all the blood from the child because it's only half a dragon. I don't even know how that magic works. It just It just does. Uh, what are your roles, guys? Well, I can only use Deflect Missile if the attack hits. Right, well, I rolled a 14. Um, great. Does this mean I actually have to find stats for a child dragonborn? This is great. I love it. You know what? Kai, just roll the damage. We'll we'll go from there. We'll say, here's what we'll say. It is a 14. Um, That way it's just like, it's right on the edge. It's right on the edge and it's either going to be stopped or it's not. All right. Roll your damage. Uh, For me, it's a 1d10 plus 11 gets uh, negated. So I need, I need 3d4. So up to 12 plus something. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, nope. well, it, the, my, I, I'm, cause I don't have like, it's not an actual item that I'm using here. So the, it's a really weird roll. So, um, that is not counting the plus five. Okay. So it is, uh, oh, and I need a D six. Okay. So it's going to be, 14 slashing damage with an additional oh, this is all how I forgot <laughs> uh, yes kill the child and oh. an additional um, 3 poison damage so if you'll check the log I rolled a 10 on the d10 plus 11 21, 21. negated okay cool 20, so 21 yeah. damage negated uh, Andrew, nice. uh, so, sorry, real quick. Uh, do you get sneak attack on that? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. No, do I get sneak attack? No, no. Everyone sees your performance in here. Uh, there is no sneak attack. unexpected flying knife. No, give him the sneak attack. Ah, uh, fine. Delete the child. <laughs> no. Oh, God almighty. Here comes Damn. the fucking 24d6 damage. The episode where we killed a child. Okay. Yes. That, that's okay. still 21 so, damage negated. Uh, well, that's the problem then, because before the poison, it's now 25 damage. Oh, God. And then with the poison, it's a, up to 28. So three of it is poison damage. Game. Uh, 21 versus 28. <laughs> <laughs> you did say give me the sneak. Yeah, but. Is uh, is seven damage enough to kill this child? Oh no, seven damage isn't enough to kill the child. However, wow, this is a beefy child. Having, he's not having a good day. I'll give you that much. All right. Well, okay. So he's gonna take that, and Kai is not even gonna pay attention to what happened to that dagger. He's just going to uh, finish helicoptering his penis and <laughs> and then jump into the sexual fray. There. Uh, uh. So now that Neil's hand is no longer on 420, he pulls the uh, Dragonborn child in close with the actual arm and says, don't worry, we're not going to sacrifice you. I, I I think I have to go make a deal. I, I tried my best, and I'm sorry. That's okay. This really hurts, though. Kirsch! And if he comes over here, I can... But... Kirsch! And he, Neil just pulls, gently pulls the child to the bars. 
Okay. Uh, well, if I can go ahead. Uh, yeah, you cast away. Uh, we are castaways. Ahoy there. Um, ahoy, <coughs> that is seven healing. Exactly <laughs> the amount he was damaged. <laughs> you can check the little log thingy in d seven. Uh, all of his blood that he lost immediately goes back into him. Slurped uh, <laughs> up off the ground. Neil just falls back and sighs a sigh of relief. Kirsch, um, I am going to say he looks kind of smug that he definitely absolutely undid everything that Kai just tried to do. I mean, good. Uh, at the other side of the uh, uh, of the cells and everything, you see a second group and everything, and there's an old man, red dragonborn, who just, you see him go, <laughs> stupid kids. <laughs> hey, old man, if you don't Ooh. shut the fuck up, we'll sacrifice you. Uh, we can't die in here. I thought somebody would have told you that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we're here to be tortured. Okay, then we will drag your ass down those stairs, gut you, and bring your blood back to this red dragonborn. That kid fucking suffered, and you're laughing. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm suffering too, and I had a pretty cool adventuring career. You're going to suffer even more if you don't shut up right now. I was Raphael the Red. I was a badass adventurer. I was like a paladin or some shit. You're not a turtle. You're a fucking dragon. Don't ever disrespect the Ninja Turtles in my goddamn face again. He just rambles his his just clearly addled memory about his glory days for a few moments. Uh, as you see Gigi, her arms uh, just hang over the bar cells, so way too cool, say, yeah, we'll help you. It sounds like fun. Um, when when Neil is threatening the the other Red Dragonborn, um, is, oh my God. is he still like doing his whole like talking to all of us thing, or is it just out loud? It's out loud. Okay. All right. So um, it, on the note of just saying... Like, that will make you suffer. We're all suffering here. And you'll just hear Kai go, ah! Disregard that, Mr. Dragonborn. Were all the other prisoners just, like, chill with the the orgy going on? Um, no. None of the other prisoners were chill with it. They were horrified. Uh-huh. They were aghast. And, uh, and just, uh, you see just, horrified faces the entire time. Um, oh, my stomach hurts just thinking about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's rough. I could have stopped this. You're welcome. <laughs> you could have. Neil just kind of bows to both cells and says, I'm sorry for the actions of my teammate. Um, so, um, I guess going <laughs> I guess killing the kid isn't going to be the thing. Maybe just a drop of blood? I mean... You guys get us out of here. You get this bard out of here, too. uh, He's actually a rogue. Oh, he's a rogue. That explains it. Uh, Yeah, yeah, rogues do it from behind. As you have already seen. I'm trying not to look. Yeah, it's horrifying. So, um... He's within 60 feet, right? (laughs) Oh no! Is Kai within sixty feet? 
Oh god. god I hope so. Large. Man, I hope so, or else these cells are big. I'm gonna cast <laughs> command on Kai and tell him to finish. This podcast used to be about trying to go fight a dragon. <laughs> ah! So that's a wisdom saving throw for Kai. Yeah. Right. Uh sixteen. Damn, oh god. fifteen. <laughs> oh no. I tried. I tried. I tried. <laughs> I just wanted it to be over. <laughs> I have one last idea. Neil directs a voice that only Kai can hear and says, Hey, uh, Kai, I, I noticed you're pretty good with the ladies. I know this is probably an awkward time for this, but uh, there's a gal back home I, I need some advice with. I, I, I know you're busy right now, and... I'm going to try to keep it short. It's probably not going to be short, but, you know, Buff, Tomboy, uh, Sister Swamp, I saw her run in the barn. You know, I, can you just, like, give me some advice? I, I know you're in the middle of something, and I, I, I don't mean to, like, hold that up or anything, but I, I'm just going to keep talking for a minute because I got a lot on my mind, and uh, <laughs> can, can, you, can you just tell me how to... You know, woo, woo the ladies, Kai, 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 can you hear me? Can you, can, can you hear me, Kai? Hey, hey, Kai, I'm just gonna keep talking at you until you uh, acknowledge that I'm here. So I'd, uh... like to, I'd like to think that uh, Kai is hearing both your voice and. <laughs> I wish that I could catch just that's all on this room. What he's hearing, kill everyone in it. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> but they'll live. But they'll live. Kirsch has fireball. Kirsch has fireball always prepared. Cast it. Always prepared. Do it. Do it. Kai, I know you can hear me. Uh, Alex, that's going to be... Uh, um, Gary, what's your armor? What's Neil's armor class? That's a 25 to uh, hit. Yeah, Neil's AC is a 16. Cool. <laughs> Uh, that's going to be uh, 10 bludgeoning damage as I hit you in the head with a fucking rock. <laughs> the only one that could hear Neil was fucking guy. Uh, not true. I didn't like how you were, I didn't like your eyes. That's not true at all. Uh, yeah. as, as you both Neil and Kai and everyone else in the room uh, hears a, a just a very faint voice and says, are we done here with the fucking and the being fucking weird? I thought we were having a business transaction here. Uh, as all of this just weirdness happens, you hear a voice in everyone's head. Are we, are we really doing this? Is this for real? Are you about to go stroke this woman? <laughs> Can we not? Can we not do that? What if, what if I'm in is? all of your heads. I know all of the things that you're thinking right now. Please don't. I'm going to, like, reverse time or something here. Hold on. Hold on. He claims to know everything that's in our heads. Yes. Sorry. The, the Alex voice here. Yes. He, he's, he's got telepathy. He's telepathic. Um, uh, okay. In that case, um, Tomais isn't going to like that at all. And respond uh, very badly to it. Oh boy! Sorry. Uh, he, like on sight, uh, summons a flame blade and dives at the guy. 
oh, that's a cool way to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's where we'll end the episode for tonight, in a very cool, fiery way. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you enjoy our train wreck, <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. If you enjoy our train wreck, please feel free to reach out to us at critsandgrits at gmail dot com. You can also follow us on the social medias like Facebook and Twitter. Uh, real quick, do we have any questions from Gmail this week? Uh, we got a message on Gmail where the subject line was just the letter F, and there was no actual message. I'm pretty sure it was a preemptive message right there, as in F in the chat. Yeah, yeah like they F knew where this episode text. was going. Yeah. <laughs> You're all very welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Uh, and so... Other than reaching out to us, we would like to also give a huge thank you and request that you also check out some of our friends who have been so kind to give us some shout outs. You can follow our friend Tithus at twitch.tv forward slash Tithus. Follow our friend Jess at twitch.tv forward slash Jess Panda, as well as Momocon social medias on Facebook and Twitter. And follow our friend Kyler, our favorite sub DM on YouTube at Fishing After Five. And as always, thank you for listening. Everybody, give a thank you and good night. Thank you and good night. Good night. night. Uh, This is going to be a nightmare to edit. Yeah. (laughs) I like that that Kyler is the DM for the subs. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody who just like takes over the flogging when the DM gets tired. Or do they like contract out some of some of the naughty work to the sub DM? <laughs> Wrong dungeon master. <laughs> hey, hey Kyler, Kyler, if you're listening, why don't you answer this question for us? <laughs> Kyler, <laughs> should I should I make a bard character that's a sub? <laughs> oh, good golly, Miss Yes, uh, yes, you should. That's so going to be the next campaign. Crits and Grits, welcome to the dungeon. No. <laughs> all dungeon. All the time. Run up to everybody like, taught me, daddy. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. No. I could DM a uh, Tomb of Annihilation campaign. Welcome, call it Welcome to the Dungle. His bar would walk up like this isn't the right kind of dungeon. <laughs> uh, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. comes out from behind the pillar <laughs> in full leather. <laughs> oh, I think it is. <laughs> Scaroused. <laughs> oh, God. We have lost so many listeners with this episode. We have lost everyone. You're all very welcome. Good night, everyone. Good night, y'all. Good night, everyone. A guy from Tech, a guy watching from Texas, saw something over the internet on a webcam, and went, "That's the Loch Ness monster, definitely." Hey, I'm in Texas, I could, I could the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> it could have been you. It wasn't me. I'm in that part of Texas. If we start a Patreon, we're not going to tell the fans, but the top tier is going to be them getting us or getting video of us going to go find the Loch Ness monster. I'm down with that. I, I would absolutely accept that. Speaking of caps.
but that top tier would be enough money to pay for the plane tickets and lodging. <laughs> and the clearings and the trees just for the shore in the middle of the city. Okay. All right. I'm going to go watch his, um, his video. It's at three. Everyone join me, please. In, <laughs> if you go to the website, there's a YouTube video. <laughs> and at about three minutes, 56 seconds, I'll put it at three minutes and 50 seconds. Um, so you're going to put it at 350? Yes. About, at about 350. <laughs> <laughs> and allegedly just in the middle of the frame. Are you all, are you all ready? 